from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is SLGND, presented by the D Hotel. I'm Dan Duva. Seven months of hockey, 33 weeks since Vegas opened its season, 230 days to narrow the field from 32 to the final two. It's the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers for the Stanley Cup. And the gang is all here to talk about it. Shane, Gary, Dave, and me in Studio 31 to filter through how we got here, what the Panthers are all about, and what to watch for in the best-of-seven Stanley Cup Final Series. What a run it has been for the Golden Knights. Number one in the Western Conference during the regular season. Dispatched the Winnipeg Jets in five. Knocked out the Edmonton Oilers in six. And now, in the Western Conference Final, they will take the Dallas Stars down in six games after leading the series three games to none. Carrier, Carlson, Colasar, Marcheseau, Carlson, Amadio. This one is over. 6-0. A shutout victory in game six for the Vegas Golden Knights. For the second time in six seasons, the Golden Knights will play for the Stanley Cup. Western Conference champions in 2023, the Golden Knights will play the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final starting June 3rd at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Hard to believe it. Second time in six years, Golden Knights going to the Stanley Cup final. They will start on Saturday at T-Mobile Arena. Hockey in June. Can't beat it. And the Golden Knights there again as they'll take on the Florida Panthers. Each team looking for its first championship. And as we sit here, guys, it's, um, boy, it is mind-boggling. Bigger picture, Shane, right? This team... You know, we all come here from wherever we came here from six years ago because it was some sort of an allure to be part of this from the ground up. I don't know if any of us thought, well, they'll go to the final twice in the first <laughs> six years. That's why I'll make the move. Oh, it's so hard. And, you know, you've heard the players now really appreciate these opportunities because they do come, but usually not this often, especially to a new organization. But uh, well-deserved and, you know, this, you know, credit to George McPhee, Kelly McCrimmon for constructing this roster, all their staff, everybody, um, for the success they've had here heading in, you know, at year six right now, which was, I believe the owner talked about that. Uh, and now they have that opportunity. So, you know, they can look back to year one. Maybe that came, didn't really appreciate it or understand. Now you got some of those guys that understand. You've got some winners in that room, a completely different team. But really encouraged maybe by the most, the way they played that last game against Dallas. And Bruce Cassidy said their best performance in the playoffs. Now it's a matter of elevating that because uh, we'll get into the Florida Panthers. But uh, if there's one thing the Panthers uh, seem to not do, that's not take their foot off the gas. Dan and Gary, you guys called it on the radio, obviously. And, Dan, it was uh, – I mean, that was a clinic the other night. It was 6 nothing. It could have been a lot worse than that. Um, the Golden Knights, I mean, I don't know if I've seen them play that well this season, let alone just alone in the playoffs. And the previous two games having lost back-to-back -back for the first time in seemingly forever, and not only the back-to-back -back losses, but so rarely have we seen them have duds two in a row. They bounce back, and oftentimes it's within a game. Look at their second period numbers during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Going into game six, it was plus 15. It improved upon that, of course. When you have that kind of bounce-back ability from period to period, game to game, and then even shift to shift, because in the last couple of games, they scored first yeah, and right. then gave up that one nothing yeah. lead. In this instance, in game six, of course, they extended the lead and extended 
and extended, and the Stars did seem out of gas. The Golden Knights did not, and I don't think that they lost the previous couple of games because they were out of gas, but they just adjust so well, and it's top to bottom. You see the contributions of Aiden Hill with another shutout, two in the series, or the likes of Keegan Colasar or Mike Amadio, who hadn't played Will in eight games. So yeah. Will Carey, like you just go, it can be, and, and I thought, Dave, what Kelly McCrimmon said to you on the VGK Today podcast about we don't need to rely on one person being the guy. We have several players who can be the guy, and it has happened. You don't know where the goals are going to come from, Gary, and that was evident again in game six, but it's been evident most of the playoffs and most of the season. You know, I think that's a tribute to, you mentioned, McPhee and McCrimmon. This, where they're at right now, the foundation for this was the failure in 2017-18. They, you know, they weren't as good as Washington. No. Washington was better than them. And I think that those two guys looked in the mirror and said, okay, what are we going to do? And, uh, you know, the team that lost to Dallas in the bubble, they weren't going to beat Tampa. The team that lost to Montreal in uh, the yeah, the short the, the semifinals the season, the pandemic, right? yeah, yeah. they weren't going to beat Tampa either. Like, the, uh, you know, I mean, like Tampa was going to win. They won the, both those cups, and I think they were going to. But I think so. I think along the way, McCrimmon and McPhee, you know, like they've done this different than. I got a text from your buddy Chris Kerber in St. Louis yesterday. I got the same text, and he said, you know, th- the way they have done this, this may change the way teams are built and constructed because they didn't wait around for draft and develop. They had a salary cap. I mean, a, a, an expansion draft. They got players. Six of those guys are, are left, and the rest is you know, draft, trade, free agency, the, the waiver wire. You know, they've done it a bunch of different ways. But that team that, that lost to Washington didn't have a franchise center, Jack Eichel, and did not have one of those, Shane, one of those. They didn't have a legit top four. Exactly, and now they do. I mean, you look at uh, they have a top six. Yeah, yeah, but, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a Petrangelo type no. guy, right? Like a, a headman, a Petrangelo with St. Louis, Carlson with Washington, a guy that plays at both ends of the ice, can produce and can check, and they've got that. He's he's one of the best um, in the NHL at being great at both ends. So that that failure put them on the course to get here, and. You know, not that the other runs weren't fun. This one's different. This is a this this team. You look at it right now, and like I think it maybe it's a, it's a coin flip for the final. I probably give Vegas a bit of an edge, but when they got there against Washington, you know, it's, everything was going to have to go right for them to beat the Capitals. This team, because of what you just said, you don't have to just rely on one guy. They are deep from top to bottom. They're used, they've used five goalies. They've got. An excellent defenseman in Ben Hutton watching the games. They've got 50 goals in the pre- 50 goals from this NHL season in the press box right now. A Hall of Famer in Phil Kessel can't get in the lineup. This is this is a real good team. And I want to layer one more thing in because so many comparisons have been drawn to the inaugural season run. And you said it, Gary, on the radio. I know you said it to Dave on the VGK Today podcast. That first run was magical. This one is methodical. But let's not also forget about the vibe that we've heard, the guys who um, have expressed over time how much they enjoy playing for one another, that this yes. is a very close mm-hmm. Which was the same narrative from year one. And that's what I was going to ask you guys. I mean, obviously, Shane, you played on the team in Boston, and Dave, you covered it. The the way that a group sort of congeals and that they play for one another, and you can have superstars, you can have great talent, and sometimes that's enough. 
But that first year's team managed to get where they were because of how much they played for each other. You know, in spite of the maybe talent deficiency, they did win. The first game of the Stanley Cup final, we were all surprised by it. It seemed like they might not have been. And, and of course, the first time they lost four games in a row that entire season, it was their <laughs> final four games of the season. And it, it does feel different. It, you know, you have felt that this team could do it. I'm not sure how many of us thought that they could. First time I felt that they could win the Stanley Cup that year was when they won game one. And then what happened? I'll tell you what, Dan. We On a quick aside, the, the Golden Knights recently had their uh, alumni golf tournament. And um, James Neal was there. Yeah. And I hadn't, you know, I hadn't seen him in a long time. So we said a quick hello and chat a little bit. I thought what you were thinking, all right, they beat Washington game one. He scored the first goal of game two. That's when I was like, son of a gun. Yeah. They could, they could yeah. win this whole thing. And then they ended up mm-hmm. obviously not winning it. But, you know, I, I think, you know, there was a magical component to that first year. You know, we talked the other day. I mean, this team's a wagon. This team they have is a wagon right yeah. now. And yeah. what I've started to think this year is when you look around the playoffs, Look, you're going to have to beat some good teams to either get to the final or to win the oh, whole yeah. thing. But then you look at, I don't know, you look around the league. Boston gets knocked out. Colorado gets knocked out. Tampa gets knocked out. They didn't have to play. L.A. kind of gave them some trouble. They, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they've also taken care of their own. You know, they're a better team than Winnipeg. Edmonton, you look at those, especially those high-end guys, but they were able to get through it. Dallas... I thought they were a better team than Dallas. I didn't. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought they, they're a better team yeah. than Dallas. I think they're a better team. I, I, yes. do, I still do even heading into this final. Yeah, now it's, you know. It, but being the, a better team doesn't mean anything. And Florida's no. probably proved that the best yeah. throughout the playoffs on the other side when you look at the East and what they've gone through. But talk about a willingness. And just to go back on Dan said, it's so true. It sounds so simple to say, well, a team, we all get along. We love to play. Every team does. But there's got to be, a, there's such an integral part to championship teams of that chemistry in the room that can't be overlooked because it is so important about wanting to play for each other uh, and, and having everybody feel a piece of it. Like the Oilers, if you're on that fourth line, you don't have, feel like you have a piece of it. They, yeah. they rely on two guys, Golden Knights, and it's been all season long. Even the guys, you're in and out of the lineup, you've had a hand in this team and the success they've had this year. And that that is massive to me in that room. And Going back, they, they to me, are, are, are the more complete team. I think they're better in a lot of areas. Obviously, the X factor for the Florida's right now has been Bobrovsky and the way he's played. Kachuk's had a great run. They've got high end, but they work. The Florida Panthers, they, they are tenacious on the forecheck. Their work ethic, and again, a team that loves coming to the rink, having fun, similar to the Golden Knights. So I think it's going to be a great final. It's not going to be easy, um, but I'll tell you, really encouraged with that last game, if the Golden Knights play like that, they're going to give themselves a good chance. This leads me to, I got a text the other day after after Vegas had dropped game four and game five. Someone texted me, silver lining, question mark. And I answered immediately. I said adversity. Yeah. They've had to face a little adversity. And adversity is great if you get over it. And, but that's what, that's what Bruce Cassidy, after those two losses, was able to really challenge his team. He used, he said two things. We've got to get hard and we've got to get serious. Mm-hmm. Well, they did, and they and that have they played a better game in six years? No, and and I know you guys were there. You didn't get to watch Brock. They went inside the room. Bruce Cassidy's speech before the game was, "We're not chasing matchups. Uh, we're playing four lines. You guys are up. Your jobs to be better than those on the other side of you." And I thought that was that's like, hey, 
All right, everybody's in. We're rolling. Like, get you fired up, Shane? I, I thought it was, I thought it was <laughs> terrific. So they went in the room, kind of you know a little blurb of his speech before Game Six, and and that's what he said. So that to the player says, I basically says, I trust all of you. Yeah. Go out there and play our game. We're gonna roll four lines, six D. Aiden Hill's confidence is through the roof right now, even though he said probably the easiest performance he's had to have with the way they defended in front of him. They were just and but they're gonna need that type of game, that type of urgency to give themselves a chance against a very urgent and uh, hard hard working Florida team. You talk about a team that's caught something. Oh, in a bottle. I mean, they're down three to one to the Bruins. We know how they come back. Matthew Kachuk just seems to score the game winner every night. They make quick work of of Toronto, and they. There's somebody saying is there the only sweep in the playoffs was their sweep of Carolina in the East final. That's hard to sweep. Yeah. Yes. Those games were all close. Like, yeah, but um, you know, so I, technically they played more than four games. Yeah, yeah, with the four. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right four right, overtimes. Yeah. but Almost it's um, it, it, it's. It's pretty awesome when you think about it. Like, however, the you know this is going to work out. You're going to have a new Stanley Cup champ. Someone's going to win it for the first time, and a first year head coach with his respective team. Of yeah. course, Maurice and Cassidy have been around a long time, but first year with their respective clubs. Uh, um, too. Yeah, and the media dream come true for anyone yeah. covering this series. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fort Lauderdale Beach and the Vegas Strip. Oh, any old chick will so go good. from. The strip and uh, and the sports books here to uh, Gulfstream at Miami. The, the, uh, the track there, he's got it made on this series. There's a new uh, place in Fort Lauderdale. It's yeah. called the Elbow yes. Elbow Elbow yeah. the Elbow yeah. something. I don't oh, know. I haven't have heard to of stop that. over new there place. at some point. Yeah. Um, but you know, you mentioned Bruce Cassidy and Paul Maurice, but three of the four teams in the conference final <laughs> had new coaches. Yeah. You know, you throw in Pete DeBoer in Dallas. So that Pete, by the way, had. Uh, classy, Very, classy yes. comments yeah. after uh, the Stars lost. I mean, look, he's you spend the time, these guys, and you could speak to this, yeah. Shane, these guys as a, as a staff, so many hours and the grind every day of trying to get your team ready and try to get them to the ultimate goal, you know, got a lot of close yeah. relationships to the guys on this and team. I, yeah, and I'm sure there's a thought in his head, man, I wish I had this health yeah. last sure. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Right? A lot yeah. of those guys he didn't have. And yeah. uh, he knew he knew the potential. So, But, yeah, real class, you said, classy yeah. for him to say, if we can't do it, I wish a lot of those guys in the room to see them. And, the and you've got Bruce Cassidy, who was no longer needed in Boston. And <laughs> here he is. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, what's, I always say, you can't make this crap up. No. <laughs> and here he is in the cup final with his new team, and so is Paul Maurice. And he's done a terrific job. Yeah. And, and two and. When I look at it, and, and I know Paul Maurice having worked in Winnipeg, two different stylistic coaches. Bruce Cassidy's going to be the more accountable, really detailed adjustments, great system. And, and Cassidy or uh, Maurice has all that too, but Paul Maurice might be one of the best motivators, one of the best speakers in the game. Like He, he gives speeches, I've heard, where guys just want to run through a wall. I remember the, uh, the, the, our communications guy said the first time Paul came in the room and addressed the guy, he said, I was ready to run through the wall afterwards. He's like, it's just – and uh, but, but Bruce is just an accountability. Like, you could tell after games four and five, not in a good mood. Mm-mm. And he always says it's on him to prepare the guys. Well, he certainly did because game six, right from that opening shift of that line, who were terrific. Their fourth line set the tone early. And, uh, yeah, just uh, excited for this to get started. It's great stuff. Um, let me ask you this. So the Golden Knights, we know their strengths. I mean, we've seen it all yeah. year. Their depth, their top – they probably have the best defense core in the league. 
did anybody have Aiden Hill as the guy that was going to carry them through, what's it now, round two rounds of the play? Uh, it, it, it just fits in with the theme of this team. Did yeah. anybody have Next the fourth up? line starting it off the way no. they did? Carry Colasar, you know, scoring goals. Amadio, who'd been out back in. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it just uh, – and, and one guy I should – I got to mention, William Carlson. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a more consistent, complete player all year. I know we're going to say the big names. I, I was just Marcia about Saul. to ask you, who, who's your who's your Vegas Golden Knights Conn Smythe candidate? Yeah. At I this got Carlson country. right now. So yeah. do I. Yep, same. Yeah. yeah, in the regular season, 16 goals. Yeah. And can we get – uh, I got that wrong. 14, yeah. 14 goals. Yeah. yeah. 10, 14 10, goals, and he's got 10 in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. which is a new record. Yeah. And it's not just that. Like, he could kind of hold the goals in one hand, but yeah. – how well he has defended the star offensive players for the other teams. And I, we talked about this on the radio broadcast the other day. You know, William Carlson, when you think about what he did in year one and the 43 goals and, and all of that, and how since then the number has basically gone down each year. And when you ask him about how do you think your season's going, and he's, you know, I'd like to produce a little bit more. And I wonder how much you get tied up in the numbers. You know, it's like yeah. a, it's in baseball batting average. You can never quite get back up to where you were in a really hot start of the season. But it's a clean slate when the Stanley Cup playoffs start. That number is zero. And he has, of course, yeah. now his most productive postseason compared to the, the first few years, including year terrific. one. And, and, I, and I wonder how much that clean slate has allowed mm-hmm. him to be that kind of player that has been fantastic as he has been, uh, you know, at, at both ends of the ice. Well, and it allows better matchups, right? Playing in that slotted, technically third line, if you want. But uh, and just uh, back to Aiden Hill, I'm going to get rid of one of my pet peeves because, and you guys probably have it all year. He's been great for these guys, but let's get rid of the narrative of everybody who doesn't know he wasn't fourth, fifth string. Oh, he was my there. No. It was Logan Thompson and him were one, one A, one B, and then he was kind of the backup. So yeah. he was yeah. number. Let's going to go the deepest he was was number two. Yeah, as a goal. Well, in March. When he went before he got hurt, well, I think that just about everyone in the organization thought this guy's going to be the goalie on game one of the playoffs, and and the organization is in really good shape if that is the fact. You know, Bressois got healthy while Aiden was injured, and boy, he did a wonderful yeah. job. When he got hurt, it, it, you know, like uh, I, for a second, I was worried about Aiden in that game because he's going in cold, mm-hmm. but. Long term, like I, I was like, well, this is this is actually the guy that should be here right now. And it seemed like he had found himself in that stretch, late February, yeah, and into early March. The injury was the last game that he played against the Florida Panthers yeah. in Florida, made forty out of forty-two, and at that stretch, you look at the the eight games that he played down the stretch before the injury, uh, six wins out of eight, and a save percentage in that stretch of nine twenty-seven. And, you know, what he has done in the Stanley Cup playoffs is over 930 and now has two shutouts. He had no shutouts in a Golden Knights uniform until the last series. Save him up for the right time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, remember earlier in the playoffs, too, when Quick was backing up Brossois and it was in the Winnipeg series, right? And we early on was like, oh, we're like, wait a minute. Now Hill's backing up Brossois. Well, you get a guy with two cups in Quick, but they felt that. You know, at this stage of his career and at Hill's career, Hill was the better option if it got to that option, and sure as hell he got to that yeah, option. Yeah, early on, the, the vibe that we got yeah. in just chatting with some of the coaches and Bruce Cassidy, said, you want Quick's wisdom 
be there for Brossois, who hadn't I, been in that spot I think before. It's been a terrific. I just want to terrific. say, I got told yesterday, Jonathan Quick has had a huge impact on Aiden Hill, like to, yeah. to what Shane was saying. And the person said, you know, you want inter- internal com- competition during the regular season, but when you get in a playoff series, you don't want the guy on the bench mm. wanting the other guy to fail so that he can get in. And Jonathan Quick has supported Aiden Hill, has advised him. Yeah, tons of advice to give, right? Kept him level. You know, like there's NHL Network was all over Hill after game five because the, the one shot that went off of Petrangelo's stick. Uh, yeah. Bruce Boudreau and EJ Raddick, both of them, oh, this is the hole. This is the flaw. He's going to have confidence issues. Now Ottinger's going to steal two games. That was their narrative. Aiden Hill looked down the ice at, at Ottinger in that series, said, I'm going to play you. And he did big time. Yeah, some of the big saves that he made, even though it was a loss and he yeah. gave up the four goals, some of his best saves, yeah. if you were to make a highlight pack yeah, of the best saves of the series, were in that game. Fantastic. The, the save yeah. on uh, hints. Uh, hints. hints. Rope Hints. Right. And then the, that was a glove the one. Glove yeah. diving glove. Oh, left. my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And I, I said this, Gary, we talked about this on the BGK Today after game six. It gets lost sometimes at a 6 nothing butt-kicking in that sixth game. But, like, the, the redirect Ben had late in the first period – that yeah. Hill made that. He yeah. kind of backed it. Timely. If that gets the 3-1, to one, yeah. and maybe I'm scarred from <laughs> watching a Bruins team blow a 3 nothing lead in the series <laughs> and a 3 nothing lead in Game 7, yeah. but the Flyers got it to 3-1 to one before the end of the period, so I'm sitting up there watching. I'm saying, all right, here we go. Get to the end of the period 3 nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they got to the end of the period. Yeah, I like the, uh, the, the upright right pad save and white cloud got a yeah. piece of a shot yeah. and then and he'll got the right pad it, i don't know the last time we saw an upright pad save but there it was he was Ni- doing 1983 yeah yeah well you know it's funny shane we don't you know we we don't really much at all play golf with the players no. which is not our thing but when they brought over eden hill we got paired yeah. up with them at, at a red rock country club back in yeah. late september yeah and yeah, we didn't. We don't really know him. But yeah. he, you know, nice, a, great guy, great very guy. calm, and that's what you need. And now here it is, almost, real good demeanor. It's almost June. Good demeanor for a goalie. He's the guy. The trade that. to acquire Aiden Hill for a yeah. fourth round pick from the Sharks. Hey, Gary, we say, well, remember we were here, and we said, well, yeah, it was great. We're standing. We on got Aiden Hill. We get the tax like, day. We're going to announce uh, acquired Aiden Hill for a fourth round pick, and. You weren't there, Dan, but Shane and Dave and I were standing there and we're going, Aiden Hill? So then we all sat down and got our started <laughs> doing a little bit of research. And, and the first thing that kind of – and then and then some stuff started to leak out from Hockey Ops. And one of the, the analytics that they had on him was that he got his – the quality of, of opposition that he got in his starts – was was really high because basically he was on bad teams and he was the number two and they would say well we're playing Vegas we're not going to win we're going to run Aiden Hill out there and uh, he had like a, almost a nine ten save percentage over those two seasons with Arizona and San Jose and so the teams were terrible and he played against really good yeah. teams so that was kind of the nugget that that they uncovered that and Sean Burke knew him and, and, and that Hill also was injured the second half of yeah. last year. You yeah. know, the beginning of last season, he and Reimer were kind of the guys beginning of the year, and he, you know, the, the goalie and injuries, you know, he did not get to finish that season in the way that he might have hoped. And 
you know, you mentioned Sean Burke and that history, just the calming influence that he's been for all of these goaltenders. Just terrific. Strikes the perfect chord for the mentality that you'd hope to have in a goaltender. Let's talk Florida a little bit. Um, Matthew Kachuk has been unbelievable in clutch situations for them. We kind of throw it to you this way, Shane. If Florida is going to prevail in this series, what's going to have to happen for them, do you think? Well, they're going to need Bobrovsky to play the way he did. Like it's, uh, But can he keep up this pace? Um, you know, I think it's taking advantage. I like the forward group of Florida. I think they play hard. They've got, the, you know, even a veteran, you know, line with Eric Stahl centering the Lombard that brings energy. Uh, they're spread out up front. You've got the Bennett and Kachuk pairing. You always look at the pairings, right? Uh, you know, Barkoff, I think he's an elite two-way player. Um, that Reinhardt line with uh, Lundell and Lusterainen is, they've been excellent for this team. So depth up front, but their blue lines played well. You know, you know Ekblad's top guy. I think Montour's had a great season. More offensive, though, than defensive. You know, Mark Stahl's kind of, Gudis is going to work hard. Uh, who's the other guy? Forsling. Yeah. Um, so it really Mahura. doesn't jump off the page. They're, they're more of a group, uh, you know, you, you look at them, it's, uh, okay, but they get the job done. So, But I think that's one area they got to try to expose, and it's about playing the right way. Puck management's going to be key. They want to play. It's going to be the same mentality, get behind, play hard, make plays off the cycle, um, you know, create chances in the ozone, get in Bobrovsky's face. They're going to have to find ways to beat him because – to me, he's been their best player along with Kachuk. Uh, and I think, you know, Bobrovsky, since he came in, uh, his numbers are just crazy. I think I heard somewhere that they haven't had a goalie put up these type of numbers since they started keeping stats like the NFL. The last mm-hmm. 10 years. Yeah, 10 uh, years. Uh, uh, so can he keep that up? The last 15 years since 15 they years. started those tra- that, that tracking, his 10-game block is the best yes, of, that's that, it. Yeah. of that of that period. We were listening to the same show, yeah. just not together. Yeah. Uh, so Chuck's a rat. Cousins is a rat. They and I and I, I that's a, and Bennett. That's and the Bennett. line. That line you got to be. It's that's I, I don't. That's not a derogatory term. That's a that's a compliment. It's a role in hockey. They got three of them that are really good at it. They are going to try and start stuff up after control the motion after whistles. So discipline going to be very important for the Golden Knights. Picture Nick Hag laughing at Max Domi as Max Domi punched him in the face. That's what they got to do. And I'll throw Rodko Gudis into yeah, that Gudis snarl. Yeah, well, yes. Just that photograph. He's not a rat, though. He, not a rat, but he'll but show was, up. That's why I say snarl. The other because, guys I mean, yeah, it, it's a different element of it where, you know, just that still frame right yeah. in front of the Toronto goalie there, that was a great photograph. But there, there is that element with different players. It'll be – there will be more of that aspect of the game After whistle compared scrubs, to Dallas. It's going to be yeah, big yeah. time. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to try and drag Vegas into the penalty box. The two numbers that stick out, what's the power play at right now, like 17% and the penalty kills in the 60s? Yeah. You know, penalty kills not good, but a lot of that well, it's, Edmonton it's, just yeah. destroyed. Winnipeg, really good in the power play. Edmonton the best, and Dallas right behind Edmonton. Yeah. And uh, and it's gotten better as they've as as they've gone along, but yeah, they – you know. We, Edmonton took score just every, every time they got a power play. Like the Golden Knights have all regular year – Playoffs, same thing, five on five. Yeah. They've yeah. dominated five on five. They've scored 62 yeah. goals in the playoffs. 49 have come at five on yeah. five. They're, they, they're five on five, four and against average is over two. 
Like it's like like two point six two per game, yeah. something like that. Like that that's where all their production comes from. And that uh, and as the playoffs have gone on, the the penalties have become you know fewer and fewer and fewer. And uh, the guys that are refing the games, like Hanson and uh, who did it the, the other night, Trevor Hanson and Kelly Sutherland. Sutherland. Kelly Sutherland, like like you know they they. They called almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCauley and O'Rourke, the game before, they called almost nothing. You know, like it's gotten – it was a real key for the Golden Knights not to play the Oilers in the first round because the referees in the first round, they call more pen, pen, they call more penalties in the first round, fewer in the second, fewer in the third, and then fewer – And a lot of that, not only time. that, teams adjust to playoff yeah. style as well yeah, as the yeah. rounds go. And yeah. you'd rather have that. Like yeah. I always – and I, it's not an easy – Stay out of the way. Yeah. Let them decide yeah. it. If yeah. it's something egregious, obviously. Yeah. But, um, well, it's broken or bleeding. Bl- blow the whistle. Yeah. Other than that. <laughs> Play on. Nothing to see here. Well, it's going to be just a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal series. Great event. You know, it's you talk about you know the Golden Knights in their sixth year of their existence, and you've got you know the, the Panthers haven't been there since 1996. They were still very early in their existence, going to the the Stanley Cup final, and then got swept by and Colorado. Got swept by Colorado. So it's been a long, long time coming for them to get back to this stage. But for the Golden Knights, just an incredible opportunity. You know, we mentioned it earlier, guys. 2018, there was there was the mystique, the magic. This team, this year, the way they're built, man. What an opportunity, you know, and you mentioned it, Shane, you know, there's a guy that said cup and six, and if that happens, they won't be able to print enough T-shirts and hats and whatever you want to sell that says cup and six. Be phenomenal if it happens. Still a ways to go, though. Four more big ones. All gets underway at T-Mobile Arena Saturday night. Uh, You guys will have it on the radio. Friends at uh, TNT will have it on the TV sets. We'll be there, Shane, loitering in somebody's suite. We'll be there, yep. Jesus Lopez, Jesus, on, uh, Jesus in the Spanish. Yep, all seven, uh, as many games as it takes, he'll be there as well. Yep. So, uh, it's, yeah, uh, buckle up. Going to be another great ride, it's and hopefully, uh, boy, it's it's hard not to think about what this could turn into. Hopefully, it's something real good. One game at a time. Thank you very one much. One game at Jay. a time, and one podcast at a time. That's <laughs> it for this one. We'll talk to you next time on SLGND. Stanley Cup Final Game One Saturday in Las Vegas. Game Two. Monday in Vegas. All games, home and away, begin at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And for those games at T-Mobile Arena, the Golden Knights encourage fans to arrive early, stay late, and wear gold. 5 o'clock starts for each game and radio pregame at 4 p.m. on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM, and affiliate radio stations on the Vegas Golden Knights radio network. Beyond the live broadcast, follow Golden Knights Radio on Twitter at VGK Radio Network for highlights, interviews, and more. For additional VGK podcasts, search Golden Knights Radio and VGK Today on your favorite podcast platform. Also find us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Vegas Golden Knights. For Shane Knighty, Gary Lawless, and Dave Gosher, I'm Dan Duva. This has been SLGND, presented by the D-Hotel.